listening to the Something More podcast. In season one, James, a pastor in Bristol, and Lexi, part of the staff team here at Something More, lead us through some of the fundamental practices of faith designed by God to draw us closer to Jesus. Snap back to reality. Whoa, there goes gravity. (laughs) I listen to this podcast that always starts with a lyric. Does it? Uh, yeah. Oh no, I thought you meant ours. I was like, no, 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 not ours. We haven't done that yet. Um, so I was going for the Eminem. Snap back to reality. Welcome to the Something More podcast with your hosts James and Lexi. Woo! Booyah! Uh, that's about as street as I get. That is beautiful. But so glad that you all can join us. Yeah. And that you have invited us into your ears once again. Mm. We're going to be exploring the idea of noise in our lives and busyness and the fact that we all fill our lives with so many different things and yet the way that God calls us to live and the life that we're called to live is to look different to that Um, and Mm. so we're going to be thinking about uh, the alternative way of living that the Bible lays out Mm. for us. Mm. I think it's clear for, for both of us as we've been talking about it that the amount of stuff that is in our lives, whether we're listening to things or meeting with people or watching things, just seems to be increasing and increasing and increasing. And we live in this, mm. what seems to be termed as like an attention economy where everything is designed for distraction and addiction and to hook our attention. And it's just constant noise in our lives. So mm. I've just been thinking about like basically... At any point in the day, I'm probably listening to something. So it's like doing the dishes, putting a podcast on. I even sleep listening listening to podcasts (laughs) because uh, that is how I often get to sleep and Mm. for my brain to switch off and stop thinking about life. Which, when you think about it, is a sad state of affairs. Yeah, it is. It's funny. I So I had um, two of my sisters to to stay this weekend. And we've sort of been born over a decade. So there's a bit of a span between us. And um, we were chatting about how um, boredom is no longer a thing. Because I was talking to them about how when I was at school, up until year nine, we didn't have... I mean, I didn't have a phone until I started year eight. And we didn't have a laptop or a computer in the house until I was in year 10. I Mm. used to have to like walk to the library if I wanted to type up an essay. Otherwise it was handwritten. Whereas now my sisters have iPhones and everything is online and digitalized. And it's crazy, you know, this like dramatic change that has taken place over the last 10 years. I suppose it kind of sparked, I think it was, we were saying earlier, like 2007. It's kind of when the app store took over, Apple took over. Um, and we suddenly had this portal in our pocket that could connect us with the whole world yeah. at um, the touch of a of a screen, you know? Just think about like in the 90s, phones were a rarity. Computers were very much a rarity. People I used to text off my mum's phone wow. to my friends. And that was only last and it week. Was- Probably no, and that was probably to my friend's mum's phone. So our mothers were all reading our text messages. Oh, yeah, cringe. Not so great, but it's yeah, it's crazy. You know, the last twenty years, population has boomed. Loads of people moved to the cities. Social media has taken over. Um, and like, I was getting a coffee for us this morning before we came in, and I was stood behind this woman in the queue, was taking her sweet time to decide over a sausage roll 
or a cinnamon swirl? I said big decision. I know, but cinnamon swirl ofs. And she did go eventually go for that. So. It's too early for a sausage roll. Yeah, just a bit. Just <laughs> you a don't bit. want a sausage roll at 8.30 in the morning. No, this is true. But as I stood there behind her, uh, I went to get my phone out of my pocket and I pulled it out and I looked at it and I was like, why am I doing... Like, I don't... I have No one has messaged me. I have no notifications. Sad times. Um, but I was like, what? It's like a habit, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a safety blanket where gone are the days of just standing in a queue and watching the world go by. I'm yeah. not allowed to not have something in my hand or something in my face or something in my ear. Like I always have to be doing something. Like listening to things and learning and giving yourself to, to people and is, is, is a good thing, but you can go so far into that that you, you miss the point of life, essentially. <laughs> and so the question, I guess, is we're asking, is there a way to protect ourselves from being completely consumed by culture and the noise mm. uh, and the expectation of like always having to be on 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 it all the time like yeah. knowing what the latest news is all the time um how do we protect ourselves from that and so the practice that we're looking at today is it is silence and, and solitude think of them as sister practices because they are slightly different um but we're going to unpack that in a second but in a in a nutshell they are moments of intentional time in the quiet to be alone with yourself and to be alone with god because that is the goal of of these spiritual disciplines it's mm. to it's to build and to grow um that relationship between you and and god and the reality is like we live in this world of karma and distraction. Um, and I think like it's safe to say like in this world, silence and solitude is potentially like the number one practice in that apprenticeship to Jesus because it is putting us away from those things, turning down that clamor, turning down that distraction and turning our attention instead to, to the reality of God. So silence, you can kind of break it down into this idea of internal silence. So turning off the outside noise, mm. um, and externally, this idea of potentially going somewhere with no noise, just going alone, maybe outside, maybe alone in your room, um, just being quiet. Um, whereas solitude, um, Richard Foster, when he talks about it, um, explains it really well because he says it's very different from loneliness and isolation. That is not what we mean when we're talking about solitude here. Um, what we're saying is is alone time with yourself and God or another way of putting it is um chosen separation for for the refinement of your soul i am someone who really loves conversation who'd have thought um being a little bit of an extrovert i love chatting with other people um, and other christians a lot more than i actually enjoy solitude mm. or like going and being quiet i struggle with um and some people flip on its head they love a bit of time alone a bit of me time and the idea of being in a crowd of people chatting is just a big no-no but the reality is both are necessary that meaningful conversation with christians that corporate worship but then also um that time alone in the quiet yeah. um Without silence and solitude, yes, we might be active, but the reality is we're going to be quite shallow in our faith. Um, whereas without fellowship, yeah, we can be so deep, but we can be stagnant, you know, and Christ-likeness requires both sides of that equation. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, very good. And I suppose a phrase that has really helped me is um, 
from Henry Nguyen or Nguyen. How do how should we say know. his name? I don't know. Let's I'm going to go Nguyen. Okay, you get to say that. I'll say Nguyen, and then one of us will be right. Great, thank <laughs> you. Um, and he was a uh, Dutch priest. He describes the kind of s- silence and solitude discipline as creating space in which God can act. Creating space in which God can act and. I was just thinking about that and I was I don't know if you've ever packed a car but say if we're going on holiday and uh, we're staying in the UK we're going camping there's all this gear that you've got to load into the car and you pack it all in and every footwell is has got a bag in it and every part of the boot is full and then right at the end you've got your clothes in a suitcase and you suddenly realize you've left no space for probably what was the most important part of your holiday and uh, in a similar way, we we pack our lives with all this noise. Um, we pack our lives with so many different influences that we forget the main thing, which is actually we're created to uh, listen to God, to to have relationship with Him, and we're called to create space so that God can speak to us. And so I found just that very simple thing of creating space in which God can speak and act to be incredibly helpful and we and we need to fight for it in our lives Uh, and so we're going to just look at a few examples from the scriptures together um, just about what where we find silence and solitude and to help us in our walk with that and so both of us have looked at um, some different examples in the scriptures but just really simply you know just starting from in the old testament just some familiar verses where we see the people of God being called to to find silence and solitude in their lives. So in Isaiah 30, uh, verse 15, it says this. It says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Um, so right, you know, in that verse, it's just a really clear instruction to to pursue rest and quietness. And it's in there that we will find our strength and we'll we'll see what that meant for Jesus hundreds of years later Um, and then that really familiar psalm which is be still and know that I am God and uh, there's just this beautiful moment where you you turn everything off and you just sit perhaps with a with a coffee or your breakfast uh, and you just take a moment of silence and solitude to to know God in that space Mm. um and to be still and to not be distracted um and so it's it's this principle that we do see in scripture and we see different characters in the bible uh doing that um but i think one of the stories that we've been particularly captured by is um the the story in the new testament where where jesus is tempted uh by satan in the desert and the story opens with uh in in Matthew chapter 4 with this really fascinating verse mm. and when you just it's funny isn't it when, and we're going to have an episode on the bible so i'm not going to get too crazy into this but we so quickly read verses and forget that it's just loaded with meaning yeah. um but in verse 1 of chapter 4 it says this then jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil it was god's intention for for jesus to 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 leave civilization um because in the silence and solitude of being in the desert actually jesus was 
experiencing real strength. In fact, you could argue even that Jesus was going to be at his strongest by mm-hmm. the time he was tempted. And and that's not just us trying to interpret the text to, to fit our agenda, but there's multiple different other examples where Jesus goes away and prays and seeks silence and solitude in order that he can continue mm-hmm. his ministry. Yeah, like you said, it's it's a structure that we see time and time again. So later in Matthew, Matthew 14, 23 says, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Mark 1, 35, it says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. In Luke 4, 20, uh, 42, sorry, it says, early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowds searched everywhere for him. And when they fi- finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. But like, even when people were clamoring for his attention, even um, when he felt really needed, I'm sure, you know, when you've got people around you saying, we need you, we need you, it's easy to be like, okay, I'll stay. But he knew that he needed to go. Um, he needed that time away from people with God. It wasn't a, a one-time event, but it was this lifetime of retreat and then return. We see this sort of pattern of resting, waiting, hearing, being transformed, re-entering. Um, and I think that is something that we really need to listen to today. Those stories are there for a reason. They you are. Know? And I think the, the kind of the pattern that we see um, in in Jesus's life is that um, there's this thing of silence and solitude which leads to um, the outflow which is ministry to other people and mm-hmm. I think um, it, for me any, in my um, in my role as a church pastor I think what often happens is is that I kind of do the ministry stuff so I'm preaching or I'm meeting with people and I'm doing all of the ministry stuff and then what happens is I just get knackered and so then I start, then I pursue the silence and solitude because I'm basically tired and I mm. need some time alone. Yeah. Um, but what I what what I've begun to see in the scriptures is that Jesus does it the other way around. So he starts mm. with silence and solitude first, and then he goes out and ministers. And, and so even even with the temptation of Jesus in, in Matthew chapter four, he's tempted. Um, but in that place of silence and solitude, and then he begins his public ministry. Um, and then we see that time and time again. Um, and so he just flips it on his head, the, the necessity to have time with God, to create space for God to speak to him and to act. But I guess often, like like you said, there is some fear attached to it. So I, th- I suppose it'd be helpful just to have a, a brief look at why we are scared for silence and solitude. Because yeah. that is essentially what part of the problem is, is that we... We're worried what might happen if if we were to turn everything off and have yeah. uh, have some time alone. And I suppose the things that I was thinking about was, firstly, I think you know the idea of like turning our phone off and disconnecting from technology that somehow we're going to miss out on stuff. Yeah. Um, and what if someone desperately needs to get in touch with me? Um, then like you know what what do I do? And the fear of that. But and so you know we can unpack that a little bit. But the second thing that I was thinking about was, I, I think often we're what we're scared about facing ourselves and our own thoughts. Um, so if 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 you were to take ten minutes today and sit down somewhere, have everything turned off, and just sit and think, no music, don't read anything, just sit there for ten minutes. The reality is, is that within those ten minutes some thoughts are going to arise that you don't like. 
Yeah. That you are going to start thinking things that you don't like. Um, you're going to think about, other, you know, things that perhaps are ungodly or things that are going to be difficult to deal with. And so there is a fear in facing ourselves and our mm. inner thoughts mm. when we take uh, time out. And yet that's often the space where we get to process stuff yeah. and o often where creativity comes. So I like to write songs now and again. And I find that it seems that like song lyrics and things come out when I'm in the shower because I'm not listening to anything. I'm just mm -hmm. singing away. Um, but like there aren't many times in the day where that happens. And I think, you know, this, the, the fear of missing out on stuff and also the fear of facing ourselves potentially in our own sin as well. Yeah is the thing that stops us from pursuing silence mm. and solitude. Yeah, you're right. That probably is the, the biggest reason for, for people. I know for me, especially avoiding this practice is because we don't get to curate what we feel, you know? Um, every good thing and every bad thing will come to the surface in those mm. times. There's no filter on that. The human and the human condition is, is, is maybe designed to sort of avoid engaging with those things at any cost because because we're scared and and we're we're scared of being exposed to to who we really are um, and what we really think and where we're really at and I want to like have you felt that way this week because I know I have like multiple times and so I stick my headphones in and I put on a bit of Beyonce and I try and strut it out and forget but the reality is this stuff is going to leak out one day. You yeah. can't suppress for life. Yeah. And we're all going to either break down or we can intentionally take that time to process and be like, do you know what? This might be messy. Do you know what? Like this might be scary. Um, but it's so much better to let these things out in the safeness of our father's presence than it is to suppress it for years for it to then explode in rage or in a breakdown or in numbness or in sadness you know and I think that is why recently I've just been really loving Psalms most Christian cliche statement of, of the podcast today but so many of those were written in the wilderness That's right. um, and they are full of some seriously like there is a lot of emotion that is showcased in Psalms and, and I think like the reason they're so special is because they're that outpouring, you know, they're yeah. a rant to God. Yeah. Some of them are in celebration and some of them are in complete, like some weird destructive emotion, you yeah. know? And, and I think God says yes to that, like that raw outpouring of, of emotion. Like he wants to hear that honesty and he meets us in that place. And I think it's as we let it out, it's here in that silence and solitude, in that primary language of God that we begin to hear him and his voice breaking through that cacophony um and and it starts to give us like god's eyes in our situation mm. and we start to to realize that 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 being in his presence is is enough i mean yeah and i think just taking a wide view of scripture as well is that some of the most significant moments in scripture happened in the darkness and mm. in the silence mm. i suppose in talking about these things, part of what we want to encourage people to do is to engage with it as a spiritual yeah. discipline. Yeah. Um, and so there are lots of different ways in which you can do this. Mm. Um, and so for those who love to be around people and are all action and are extroverts and just, you know, the, the challenge is, is to create that space uh, often to take time out uh, to even if it's just 10 minutes a day mm. just sitting uh, there and 
and being with God. And it's not that you then can't pray or read, but it's just taking the time out to, to do that. Um, but for those who perhaps are like, I am on my own all the time. Like the last thing I need is to find more time on my own. Mm. Um, it's, it's then the encouragement to be active in that and also to find other people to engage in that, to, to follow that journey with each other. Um, and so I suppose we want to just talk very briefly about some practical things that you can yeah. do and how you can do that. Like so. how we can bring that practice into our life. And I think you're right. Like the main thing is just like, again, that, that, that cliche statement of start, start where you're at. If you have an hour a day spare, great. If you only have five minutes, great. Yeah. Uh, my favorite example that I found when we were preparing for this was Susanna Wesley, who is um, the mother of John and Charles, the two legends that are. Um, and she had a massive family, right? She had loads of kids, classic olden days. And um, because of that, I found it really hard to have time apart. Yeah. Um, isolation like was not a thing. You had yeah. a million kids clamoring for your attention. Um, but there's this well-known story that when she wanted silence and solitude, what she would do is sit down and, and pull up her apron over her head and then she would read her bible under it and pray under it um and obviously that's not ideal an apron isn't great for soundproofing no. you don't see many of them hung up in music studios no. grab um, an apron um so yeah the noise was not blocked out entirely but you know it's a sign that she wasn't meant to be bothered the right. kids knew that and that was yeah. her time with god so silence and solitude it doesn't look like running like getting an airbnb in like the scottish highlands and because that's just impractical like sure. you can't get away away every day yeah but maybe it's going to your room maybe it's going out into your garden i don't know somewhere that is a special place and just being intentional with that and just taking whatever time you have and giving it to him and, and trust that like it like he there is goodness of god in your every day you know um that yeah just use that time so well i yeah. think like he he is so present in all of that and just trust that like he prepares a table so like let's let's look out for it and that is a a thing that we can seize each and every day really good um I, it, sorry you go after you <laughs> I, I was just gonna say so for me the, i think there have been a few things that have really helped me mm -hmm. in this partly is being challenged by other people so i've got a good friend who re recently spoke about this at church and um, and the challenge of, of even just finding 10 minutes a day to do that has been really helpful for me. But there's just been some other things and other patterns that I found really helpful. Um, and it sounds counterintuitive, but I got a second phone, <laughs> um, which you're like, why on earth would you do that? Surely that just exacerbates the issue. But I've got a dumb phone mm -hmm. um, with very little facilities on it. Um, <laughs> and basically, um, I've got... I've essentially got a work phone where all my social media is on there and my emails and everything and uh, people can get in touch with me like from church and every, you know that's that's for that reason but then I bought a, basically a dumb phone I was given a dumb phone by my sister um, and it has no social media on it it has basically nothing I can call and text on it mm -hmm. um, and uh, basically it's, it's allowed me to be able to just switch off social media and the noise in my life on my days off and also in my holidays so we went away last week and I just took nothing with me I just took books it, I mean like it was but and my wife and my daughter <laughs> <laughs> and and it was just glorious and and not being 
and not being distracted by it. I mean, the hilarious thing about it was, is that I didn't have technology with me, and there were, but there were moments where Sarah had left her phone on the sofa, and I was just like flinching. I was like, oh, I want to just check to see if something's happened the world in the has world. Ended. <laughs> in the world. Um, so I found that seriously helpful. And I think particularly if you're in ministry or in a leadership role, just making sure that you have that, you know, being able to disconnect properly yeah. is really helpful. And then yeah. just a regular pattern. So yeah. a pattern that I found really helpful is in, in terms of disconnecting and spending time with God is um, I found uh, like an hour a week, a day a month and a week a year really helpful in terms of completely disconnecting from everything yeah like i have other holidays and i have time out but in terms of like technology lockdown silence and solitude it's it's that yeah Mm. an hour a week a day a month a week a year and for me that i just get excited about that because i think ah i can't wait basically just be able to get out into nature and be with god and allow him Mm. to speak and to lead me Yeah. And I think that is a great point to end it on, you know, that excitement, like we want to enjoy this. And I think that's something we just need to say, like enjoy these practices because there are so many good things that come from this true apprenticeship to Jesus and they're here to give us life and life in its fullness. So enjoy that, seize that today because that is what is on offer. And, and, and that is, is our prayer for, for you guys really. So good. So our encouragement or our challenge is to try it. So even if you, like Lexi said, start with where you're at and maybe that's just 10 minutes in the morning and sitting and asking God to speak to you um, and uh, he is faithful to hear and to act. And so uh, we want to kind of use those opportunities to grow in our relationship with God. So why don't you try it? Let us know how you find it. Let us know some of the challenges because I think the reality is is that it, it will be difficult if you haven't done it before. It is yeah. a challenge to yeah. sit there and not do anything and not to listen to anything. So find, let us know what are the challenges, what are some of the things that have come out of it. We would love to hear it and we'd love to uh, find out how you're doing and again, engage with it as a community together because like Lexi said, we believe that in, in engaging with these disciplines that we will grow in our relationship with God. We will find life in Him Uh, and uh, so we're excited to do that together we will see you guys next time when we chat about the bible whoa i know i am particularly excited about this (laughs) see you guys then Bye. bye